Let's introduce our uh, special guest, Gretel Galicio. Gretel, welcome. Hi. Just a, a word about Gretel. She's a member of 10,000 Hawks, which is an environmentally focused group which supports raptor habitat and celebrates the migration of thousands of hawks, eagles, and other birds of prey that f- fly over the East Haven area, over Tweed Airport in its present state, but also can be seen at Lighthouse Park in New Haven. Gretel, we, we are so glad you could join us today. Well, I'm very grateful for the chance to talk to you um, about matters that are very close to my heart, like 10,000 Hawks. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, your participation in that and anything else I've left out of the description of the organization. Well, you've uh, described us pretty well so far. We're we're fairly new, although we're a grassroots organization, um, which started... Um, informally, really, kind of in the Morris Cove, East Shore, New Haven area, but then uh, pulled itself into a much more formal uh, group in May of 2021 um, by uh, our founder, Rachel Harima, and some like-minded neighbors um, when they heard the news that Tweed Airport was trying to expand into something uh, four or five times its current size. Um, and just recognizing what that would mean environmentally and socially to not just this uh, this little neighborhood and Lighthouse Park and to the, the hawks and the birds that migrate through there on a regular basis, but really to the whole region, um, to the entire uh, New Haven County shoreline, but even, even inland, um, this is a... This is a, a biosystem. This is a, everything is is very uh, closely connected around here, and that's what um, Ten Thousand Hawks, partly trying to you know name ourselves a, a, that not only to honor the, the annual hawk migration, which is celebrated um, far and wide, but just to also call attention to the need to kind of take the bird's eye view of things like Tweed expansion or other land use and infrastructure projects. Um, particularly in in this moment of climate crisis and biodiversity loss, um, and the the need to to view our our human choices um, not simply in terms of how convenient they'll be for our our vacation travel. <laughs> so, well, tell us a little bit about this region, which you. I guess we describe it as a bioregion or an eco-region, the areas around what is now Tweed Airport, wetlands, river fronts, Long Island Sound frontage, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Certainly, and, if you see Long Island Sound as the, as the big border um, into which everything flows and, and travels, right? <clears throat> but And then Lighthouse Park, of course, it's sort of, at the heart of what 10,000 Hawks sort of sees as our wider bio community. Um, but of course, just east of us, there is uh, East Haven with the Farm River system and all of the wetlands that link the Farm River system over into the Morris Creek Nature Preserve, uh, just just adjacent to Lighthouse Park. If you keep going east, you're, you're going to hit the Brantford River system and the marvelous Salt Marshes of Guilford and all the way out to Hammonasset. Traveling west, you're going to, you know, get to the West Haven uh, Beach 
communities, but also over as far as, say, Milford and Silver Sands Park and Charles Island Bird Sanctuary. Um, so that's right there on the coastline. But then, of course, this is all being fed by the Quinnipiac and the Mill River watersheds and the, the the East Rock and West Rock nature centers, so you know, sort of that bound New Haven to the to the east and the west on the northern end. And of course, the, as far as you you know, this may be what we see as our as our immediate bio community. But those, of course, are all each of them have a bio community that they're attached to on the other side. You know, we all we all all bio communities lead into the next one. Mm. And so I think that's what the idea of sort of taking the bird's eye view here, you know, the means is to to try not to um, limit our understanding of the impacts of our policies and our behavior strictly on our own backyard, because it's not, and not just on the humans either, although there's, you know, there's enough human um, impact, you know, to be discussed uh, in terms of tweeds expansion, in terms of air pollution and noise pollution and all those sorts of things that that are very easy for humans to notice. What's harder for us to notice are the the impacts that will will come to the the water systems, the very fragile uh, wetlands systems that, as I just described, are sort of interconnected all up and down the shoreline. And of course, the air, which, you know, doesn't stay the uh, the emissions from Tweed's uh, operations don't stay right there on Tweed Airport, so it's it's really quite a large area that's being impacted here. Well, we should get into the actual dimensions of this expansion that's proposed and that apparently has not been fully examined from from the point of its uh, environmental impact. We should talk about that. But just another question about sort of the region that we're discussing here, which, as you said, is biologically interrelated, interdependent. So can we say that this stretches from Guilford all the way down to, to Milford, maybe, uh, that you guys look at from your bird's eye view? That certainly, uh, I think that encompasses pretty well. But we, we've got allies and members who um, join us often by Zoom, um, but from as far uh, inland as like Beacon Falls and, and uh, Hamden, um, you know, the, the Whitney Avenue area all the way heading up almost to, to Cheshire. Sometimes, you know, there's, there is, um, yes, I'd say that, you know, because so much of our concern is for the the ecosystems of the wetlands, it seems that we may focus a bit on, on the shoreline areas especially. But again, by you know, so yes, Milford as far as really is east as far as Madison, I would say. Um but then inland again, up into North Haven, up into even as far as Beacon Falls. So yeah, it's a big area. All right. Well we're speaking with Gretel Galicio, who is a member of Ten Thousand Hawks, which I said as I mentioned is focuses on the environment of the shoreline, ground zero for that is, is East Haven, the ecosystems that are in that region. We've mentioned the Farm River. People that live on the shoreline probably know it well. It divides Branford from East Haven. And then there's the Branford River. The Farm River, I think, originates somewhere up north Branford. I'm not sure where the Branford River originates. Yes. <laughs> the Branford River doesn't... Um it, it trickles down. I'm not sure exactly when it stops being called a river, but it does sort of, it, it gets almost impossible to kayak when you're just, just north of Brantford. So, yeah. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah and um, in my experience anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, and the 
Both those rivers, of course, flow right into the Long Island Sound, and yeah. they can either be a source of relief to the other pollution sources in the Sound, or they could contribute to it, depending on what what humankind exactly. does to them. So, and of course, they're yeah. also all parts of the systems that that work the other way as well. You know, tidal wetlands are one of our few protections, natural protections from flooding. Um, they are they are areas which do a critically important job of of filtering and storing and just uh, you know kind of buttressing us you know, our, our human built environment against the the rising seas. Mm. And so yes, as sources of pollution the, the rivers and wetlands can carry, you know, terrible things and, and even just hold terrible things. You know, the one thing about Tweed is that it is surrounded by marshes and wetlands. Um and so anything that is running off of the paved area tweet is running straight into these very fragile ecosystems, um, which are home to many, many different birds and reptiles, amphibians, even oyster beds, um, which suffered terribly, you know, and, and really started to die off badly for many, many years and have only recently made something of a comeback. But um, we've seen how, how sensitive they can be to industrial activity in their area. So, um, yeah, the the protection of these areas um, is kind of critical, uh, not just for the the human the human experience, but f- well, for the the animals and plants that live there, including many many different endangered species that are listed on by the state. Um, but then, of course, in terms of protecting us from from uh, flooding, you know, the greater flooding, the impacts of climate change, which you know, the shoreline of Connecticut is already beginning to feel. Indeed. All right. Uh, Chris, Chris Ferriero, co-host, has a question for you. Hi, Gretel. I just have a question um, and more more focused toward like the expansion of the airport. Now, I don't I don't live up there. I am semi familiar with the area. I was under the impression that the expansion was approved already. Is that the case? That is unfortunately a very common perception. Um, but it is absolutely uh, inaccurate. What was approved was a lease by the city of New Haven to the Tweed Airport Authority for use of that land on which the Tweed Airport sits. That was fully approved. But this is this is not just a matter of, of leasing a piece of property. It's a, it's a very large you know operation that is regulated by the FAA, and therefore any even little tiny expansions, small amounts of construction on the airport would be subject to um, environmental review by the FAA. And that's what's really going on right now. The Tweed Master Plan, which is also far, I mean, some people think that this is a a finished finished project because a small uh, budget airline, Avello, has already started operating in and out of Tweed. 15, 20 flights a day. But that's not the expansion either. The expansion is a contemplated uh, runway extension to make Tweed's runway comparable to, to LaGuardia's. Oh, and the construction of a of a huge six-gate terminal on the East Haven side of the airport, essentially building Tweed, little rinky-dink Tweed airport, into something that's a bit of a baby Bradley. 
um, and in specifically in trying to compete with Bradley Airport. Um, that hasn't happened yet, and it has not been approved by the by the FAA yet. It is currently finishing up its first level of environmental review. Um, that is that environmental assessment, a very kind of cursory environmental review, has is being submitted to the FAA probably this week or next week. After which there'll be a nice big period of public comment, and it, the, the that environmental review will be circulated among different state agencies and other federal agencies and lots of people will get to weigh in on whether they think this is a good or a bad idea and our group and many other groups that we're allied with are are pushing strongly for the FAA to uh, require a, a much higher level of environmental analysis something called an environmental impact study which would be a much more rigorous and much sort of deeper investigation of what the not only the immediate impacts of this expansion would be on the people and the wildlife and the wetlands and the air quality and and all kinds of other uh, criteria but it would also uh it would also you know have to study you know and compare what what the effects would be if they didn't do this or if they did alternative projects such as a rail, uh, you know, a train line up to Bradley instead of building a whole new airport down here. Um, and that is, that's our goal, and that is still in the future, still to come. And so, yes, until that has been completed, this is very far from being a, a done deal or a finished project. Just want to invite our uh, farm manager from Masara Farm, Steve Mono, to join anytime he, he has a question or a comment. Well, sure. You know, and whenever I present about the farm uh, and show people viv- visuals, I like to show how close we are to the Long Island Sound and how important it is as a sort of steward of a piece of land that we're acknowledging, uh, you know, the wetlands that are on our property and, and then, you know, the birds and the pollinators that come through here and just how we have an impact on, a, you know, uh, on the greater area and, and our watershed and, and the Long Island Sound. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, given that there the expansion hasn't happened yet, but but because Avello is already doing more more flights, I'm curious if um, if you've been able to track, you know, any kind of impact that's happened already, um, given that there's been much more traffic at Tweed, you know, now than there, yes. there was, you know, a year ago and two years ago. Yes, indeed. Um, and this is anecdotal, although not entirely anecdotal. We do have um, a lot of very highly motivated and well-educated people living down here in these communities who've begun to do some of the the work, the environmental uh, data collection even, that, that at this point Tweed hasn't been expected to do. So, yes, we have got air quality monitors and noise monitors um, positioned in different places. 10,000 Hawks is actually working with a group called the Thriving Earth Exchange to organize a community science project that would sort of uh, expand this air quality study into a much larger uh, community effort. Um, But just anecdotally, already one major observation has been the exodus of wildlife off of the Tweed property. Um, I've lived in this neighborhood for a little over 20 years. And every now and then I'd see a deer and every now and then you'd hear a coyote, but it 
it's been rather dramatic how many foxes and coyotes and deer and rabbit warrens and possums and and birds, birds that I'd never seen before because they didn't have to sit sit in my backyard. But now they're uh, they are fleeing even just this small level of increased operations at Tweed. And uh, these are things that I've heard from uh, neighbors, you know, for for two or three miles around in in a radius around Tweed on all sides. And uh, the traffic, yes, traffic is, you've seen a lot more dead foxes in the road too, because there are a lot more cars trying to to get in and out of a neighborhood that was not built for this kind of uh, congestion. You know, there are things that you can't see so well. For example, you know, Tweed now has several very large parking lots it's still a, a fraction of what they they plan to build should their expansion be approved but they have some very large parking lots now that, that were never here for the last two decades that are lit constantly 24 hours a day all night hmm. um and yes the the lighting systems you know they they conform to the state's regulations on what is supposedly an environmentally responsible lighting outdoor lighting system but you know we're we're this this is we're sitting right under the atlantic migratory flyway these these are birds that primarily navigate or fly at night and this is you know causing a lot of havoc you know the anecdotally again among birders i know and things that this is making a difference in the in the behavior the feeding pattern uh, the safety of of migratory birds and other forms of wildlife and yes we've we do have data on the number of bird strikes that have already happened um just with Avello flying a few flights a day there's been quite a number of those i just i just wanted to say something so i'd imagine of course light pollution being another issue how how close are do people live to that airport like maybe like a half mile or oh 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 no! I think what the nearest home to the run it's maybe four hundred feet. Oh, this wow! Is, yes, this is. If anyone has never taken a drive down to Lighthouse Park, it, it's it's kind of a mate to, to see what this neighborhood is. This is a tiny little airfield, or had been until now, um, surrounded by dense residential neighborhoods that have been here since the you know since the turn of the of the you know the 20th century i mean my house is from 1925 it predates tweed airfield mm. this is a um this is an urban neighborhood and uh it is it's crowded and the airport does not have room not only is it surrounded by a lot of people who are right now suffering from the light pollution the noise pollution the air the jet fumes that just sit over the airfield especially on a humid day they just collect there at this bowl because this is a a bowl sort of topography here Mm -hmm. tweed airport is planning this crazy um construction project on a piece of land that is at its highest point only about six feet above sea level and it's going to destroy and pave over some of its own wetlands in order to do this, thereby making flooding even more likely <laughs> on a piece of land that is, you know, all all the models from NOAA and FEMA show will be underwater by, you know, 2050 or 2060. So it, it's, yeah, it's not, it's there's not really room for a baby Bradley here, hmm. uh, I would say. It sounds like environmentally it's similar to... Um, I'm not sure what it's called, but Stratford Airport, I believe it's owned by the city of Bridgeport. 
um, because yes, that, that the, is the, right. The one, and I, I live yeah. right by there, like half a mile away from there. And it's surrounded by wetlands. You know, it's, it's all wetlands, all, um, and, you know, the um, the common seagrass that you see. Yes, um, yes. Um, all those those tidal grasses, tidal salt marsh grasses that keep all the houses in that part of the, the state dry. Yes. Right. So I, um, it's I, very I, much like that. And I think I think the size is probably similar also to that airport. You mean the the size the size of Tweed compared to Stratford, as as Tweed as Tweed exists now. You mean right? A similar expansion in Stratford would obviously be pretty catastrophic. What and there I, had been yeah. there had been discussion on a state at the state capital level or among the you know with the Connecticut Airport Authority. There had been discussion that I was aware of for some time about the possibility of expanding that airport. Instead, mm-hmm. or in addition to Tweed, um, yeah. but yes, I think should should that it's not a good alternative. I, was yeah, they, I mean, they did I it. would wish that our our policymakers were not taking the lead from private time. I mean, the Tweed Airport expansion is being promoted by by elected officials and policymakers, but it's only being made possible because of the private money coming in from. Goldman Sachs mostly and, and some other sources. Mm. This is a privatization of the airport even before it is an expansion of it. And so not only will this expansion have its immediate impact on the local neighborhood, but the regional biosystem that I was talking about at the start of our talk, but it's also going to be less less transparent to public oversight and, and others. So it's yeah, um, it's very problemat- problematic, and it's not what seems to 10,000 hawks and our allies like responsible governance and policymaking in an era when we we are already suffering, um, seeing seeing the, the problems we can cause ourselves and the natural world with this ideas of sort of unlimited economic growth, et cetera. Hmm. Great point. Once again, we're speaking with Gretel Galicio. She's a resident of New Haven, but she sits right on the <clears throat> East Haven line. And she's not too far from the Tweed Airport as it now exists, pointing out that the migration of ground animals, not to mention the raptors and other birds that migrate over Tweed, but a flight of many species that have started to move into the neighborhoods around the airport. I know you mentioned it's very interesting because in the past two years, I would say we suddenly have a rabbit population in our backyard. We always had woodchucks, but now we have rabbits. Chipmunks have appeared. They, they were never there before. And uh, we have seen foxes and coyotes and occasional deer. So I'm wondering if that might be related to this whole thing. Maybe. I don't know how far they have to go. I mean, and ideally, you know, these things are kept in balance, right? I mean, the hawks are there to help you out uh, when your rabbits get a little too... Um, uh, we won't go any farther with that thought, but uh, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, and the, but ideally, the, the human environment is also going to stay in balance with that, with that you know, natural environment and, uh, and not do things to knock it all off, off kilter. So yeah, we are getting um, we're getting this exodus of, of small mammals and large mammals. Um, we're also noticing in the neighborhood for the first time 
uh, in this last six months or so. This not just the smell of the jet fumes, but uh, a light coating of sort of greasy black soot. Oh boy! Mm. On you know people's backyard tomatoes and on people's swimming pools, you know, and that, and of course, if it's clinging there, it's also being breathed in by everyone, including the small mammals, right? So, yeah, there there are felt effects yeah. already in this neck of the woods, and the expansion has not even begun yet. So we are urging the FAA to fine for an environmental impact study and not let this plan go as written. Hopefully not let it go at all. I got to interrupt because we're just about to end our show here. I would urge our listeners who are so moved to go to your website, which is 10,000hawks.org. And there's also a Facebook page and a way to take action there. Once again, thank you, Gretel Galicio. Thank you, Steve Mono. My name is Richard, and here with Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you.